0: They said lowering drug prices was a fight we couldn't win. The big drug companies have billions of dollars and an army of lobbyists. But AARP stood with our 38 million members and forced the drug companies to lower drug prices. It's a victory for all Americans. But Big Pharma won't give up, so neither will AARP. Join our fight at aarp.org slash Fierce Defender. That's aarp.org fiercedefender Fierce Defender
2: If I
4: Welcome. It's that time again. Here we go. Matt Connerton, Unleashed. And we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in Glorious. uh, And it is a winter wonderland, in fact. (laughs) (laughs) downtown manchester new hampshire also on comcast 97 if you're in manchester and hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe you can go to my website mattconnerton.com for all of your live streaming options social media links contact info show archives etc etc today is a friday february 25 2022 so uh, wonderful to have you all with me. Of course, we are proudly sponsored by the Hopknot, but I should tell you that they are closed today due to the weather. Uh, for those of you in other parts of the country, you might not know, but uh, we've gotten a a snowstorm, and it's um uh, not uh, not too too bad. I I was able to get here okay, so so that's good. <laughs> so it can't be that bad, but it's uh, bad enough that a lot of businesses are closed today. Uh, Kenny from the Hopknot posted this. Uh, hey, friends, we will be closed today due to the weather, but we'll be back open regular hours tomorrow from noon to 10 p.m. with live music from 7 to 9 p.m. by the one and only Allie Bodry. So, you know, we had been promoting that Ali Bodry was going to be playing there tonight because she usually uh, uh, they usually have live music on Friday nights at the Hopknot, but uh, because they are closed today, because of the weather, uh, Ali apparently has been rescheduled. So that will be tomorrow night from 7 to 9 p.m. And uh, it also says here, let's not forget, and not is spelled (laughs) K-N-O-T, let's not forget that the Gender Blender drag show, The Magic Queendom, is next Sunday, March 6th at 2 p.m. Doors open at noon, and we highly recommend getting there early if you want a seat. No cover charge, and all ages are welcome to this family-friendly show. Uh, let's see. I just want to make sure we don't miss anything here. Good luck with the rest of the storm, and we'll catch you all tomorrow. Yeah, so the Hop Knot is uh, closed today due to weather, but they will be open tomorrow. So, uh, and I do suggest you uh, swing by, enjoy some delicious gourmet pretzels, some craft beer, and Allie Bodry. I've never seen her live, at least I don't think I have, but uh, I hear great things. So she will be performing there tomorrow night Instead of this evening, obviously. So, uh, so very good. Uh, so, we've got a big show for you today. Uh, coming up at about 4.45, we're going to feature this week's classic film review from our friend Eric Pilcher from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And this week, uh, to finish off Black History Month, Eric has reviewed uh, the film Friday. So we're going to have that. And then uh, in the second hour, Charles Maddox will be joining us via Skype. And I'll tell you more about him in a moment. But we have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's
5: this? Hey, it's EGG. I think I've had my best day of my life. i so sure you want to hear it, right?
4: You've had the best day of your life?
5: Yeah, definitely. Uh, yesterday was my worst day of my life. Never ever happened to you? Uh, uh, it happens to me all the time. God sense of humor. Whenever I have a worst day of my life, I always have the best day of my life. That eight hours sleep last night.
4: Eight hours sleep—that's unusual for you. I, mean,
5: I haven't had that for ever years. Uh-huh. It was a good sleep. It wasn't one of those negative sleeps where you sure. fall asleep and at seven and you wake up at two in the morning. I went to bed at seven early. And I didn't wake up till three in the morning. And, you know, they say three in the morning, but eight hours sleep. Wow. So I made a ton of phone calls. Well, my buddy says, you know, don't make a ton of phone calls in one day to eliminate working uh, ten hours on Facebook for the last six weeks. So, anyway, long story short, it took me an hour by deactivating my Facebook account, and it'll be off tomorrow 12.01. You've deactivated? I can I did it, because it took an hour. It, you've deactivated your Facebook account? Right, because I was spending way too much time on it. Never, I, I don't know if I told you this, but I was spending like six last weeks, ten hours a day. That's not good. That could cause you sleep problems.
4: Ten hours a day on Facebook? How do you even do that?
5: Wow. Right. I had to set a timer. But for some reason, I thought it was a good idea to set it to 26 hours. But anyways, nothing either here or there. So I still have Facebook Messenger, so uh, that would be good. Oh, so okay. I just got to figure out my uh, Relay app because that's going to be shut off, but I'll figure that out. In the, uh, I'll figure that out. But anyways, I don't know if you ever heard that guy, uh, Jim Valvano I sent you some videos. I don't know if you had a chance to watch them. Probably not because you're real busy.
4: I'm really busy. Yeah, no, I have not uh, but anyways, watched,
5: but... a quick story. And He had his motivational speech guy about 10 years ago, or more than 40 years ago. He said he, in order to have a dream, he had to see it ahead of time. So all day, I mean, one day he would throw away, put the basketballs all back. They would watch this motivational video. You know, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to beat that team. We're going gonna, to gonna crush them. You know, so then he would kind of, you know, you don't watch a lot of sports, but when you win the championship in college basketball, even the NBA, yeah. You climb the ladder, and you cut one string. You keep it, and the coach cuts the last one. So he had that on film. Every year, he would climb the, climb the, uh, would climb the uh, ladder, and they would practice anticipating and winning the championship. So like eight or ten years later, they won. But the funny part is his father had, he never went anywhere. He was retired. I said, why do you, you got your bags back? I'm going to be there when you win the championship. So he always had his bags back. So guess what? Eight or ten years later, they won the championship because he packed his bag. And he took a photo on the court hugging because he's an Italian. He likes to hug everybody. He likes to eat a lot of food. He talks with his hands. That's so right. And then, of course, two months later, the guy died of cancer.
4: Very racist. But he
5: was, had his bags packed. Oh. Because he, he, he anticipated that someone was going to win the championship. It was one of the biggest upsets in, in, in college basketball, one of the top two. Uh,
4: well, that's a, that's a great story. So anyways,
5: Eric, my, my story, I'm, I'm going to stick to it, is a couple months ago, you might know the lady Karen Robodeau. She's like my second mother. Okay, she gives me good advice all the time. I don't, I don't, I don't go crazy. You know, once in a while, I'll uh, text her about certain things. Like the last couple of days, when I was so over and anxiety was through the roof. A couple months ago, mother. she said, "Hey, why don't you take a train to go to Amanda McCarthy and Tom's wedding?" I said, ah, that's not gonna work. You know, it'd be thousands of dollars. I just happened to go on the Amtrak when I, I made a lot of phone calls today, and they said, "Wow, is it is it a deal?" Uh, somebody said nine dollars, but I'll ask about that about later, but the, uh, it was nine, it was $26 to go down there. It takes like 25 hours. And then, you know, we go to the, we go to the wedding a friend of mine wants to go, So we remain nameless right now. Cause we'll, we'll send some videos and we'll send some, uh, yeah, name? we go down there. But anyway, long story short, the, uh, I, you know, technically I'm not invited yet, but I am our number one fan. So, and not a lot of people go to this wedding cause they can't afford to go down there and I can't fly. So, well, my my thing is to go down there with a friend of mine, and we go down there, and you know, and go to the wedding, and then we turn around and come back. So it would only be like you know, down there for the wedding and back, because you know, that way you don't spend any money on hotel. Of course, you can spend hundred fifty dollars to have a room on the plane, on the train, but not doing that. So just
4: make sure you so, bring, uh, your, uh, pack bring your
5: packing in, or in order to uh, make the dream happen, you got to anticipate going down there. So what do you think of that?
4: I don't know. I couldn't follow any of it.
5: Do you think it will happen? Yes. Yeah, I'm a number one fan. So, I mean, it sounds kind of crazy going down this for the wedding, but hey, that way you spend a lot of money and you get food on on the train and of course the food over there. Yeah, the wedding probably be you know maybe four or five and probably six o'clock. Who knows? I don't know what. She, I doubt she's going to have an eight a.m. wedding, but who knows? My sister got married on the beach. You know, I think it was married at noon time, but it's going to be a a, a, a a remote. I mean, not a remote, but a, a what do you call that when you go somewhere to get married? A uh, what? I don't know, what a, des- a destination wedding. And you know, I know a lot of people can't go. I know she has seven bridesmaids, and uh, they're going to go. And oh my God, she's coming back here in August for a bridal shower. But you know, when you get married, and you don't you ever get married, but so you heard from your friends, it's all about the bride. Do you wash down
4: the Adderall with the Red Bull?
5: I said it's all about the bride, and when, when we end oh. gets married, it. Tom's just along for the ride, of course.
4: Sorry. He's the luckiest
5: guy around. He knows that. So.
4: Misunderstood.
5: So I'll keep you updated, but, uh-huh. uh, yeah. So you won't be seeing any more Facebook messages. I mean, Facebook, uh, um, post on there. Cause I saying off. it pretty much. Uh, I only was on there for like half an hour today. So maybe so that's uh, big news. Adderall, I can still use Facebook messenger. So that, that's good. And even then I'm going to try to stay off that. Some but red going Bull. down to the store in two seconds. Deactivate all my, all my, uh, apps. Oh. The only one I'm going to keep is the, uh, WMUR, Google, and emails, oh, in half an hour on Spotify, and half an hour on, uh, I don't know if you can said that on WMUR, but they're pretty much where, especially when I'm in trouble with my phone, I can't hear anybody, I miss calls, so if something's wrong with my phone, I'm going to ask them for a new one, because I sh- I've always seen me the kind of guy that has a lot of trouble with their phone, is-, is that you too, Matt? No. Well, you're very lucky, you know me a little bit, I always collect uh, problems I don't want, so, so that's my story today, and I'm going to stick to it, so as Mary Poppins says, you, get, "You if 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 you dream it, it will happen." You ever heard that Mary Poppins? I know you're not a big uh, Palace Theater girl. I mean, boy, <laughs>
4: how dare you!
5: You probably never seen Mary Poppins at the Palace Theater. I'm guessing, right? Correct. Hello.
4: <laughs> Hello. Hi, Eric. How are Have you? Have you
5: seen Mary Poppins at the Palace Theater ever in your whole life?
4: Never in my whole life.
5: Yeah, uh, Peter White's not a big uh, big uh, Palisadeur person, but hey, you know what? We all can't be the same, like it says, on Sesame Street. They all wanted to be the firefighter when it's was like three years old, and we're all at four years old. And I remember like yesterday, they said, oh, we all made a firefighter. A guy guy stood up and said, oh, you guys can't be all the firefighter. We can't? <laughs> Did you watch Sesame Street when you were small? Yes. It's been around, of on HBO now. It's been around for, for pretty much 55 years. They said it would never last, it's, and, and, oh, 54 years, because it has been around since the day I was born. My mother said, hey, I'm having trouble with my kid here. You know me, I was always hyper. And, you know, even when I was small, I believe I was worse. And they had me on um, all kinds of drugs, and it didn't really do any good. I was, was just hyper. Anyways, so, so, our, our girlfriend said, hey, why don't you put him in front of the TV for a while at Sesame Street? So I, I loved it. Of course, what kid did it, you know? Well, I'm going cl- to unclog the lines in case somebody wants to call. And like Ron says, I'm going to be a listener for the rest of the show. Bye bye. Bye bye. All
4: right. Adderall and Red Bull. That's what that was. I don't I'm not I don't mean that literally. I'm just that's what I imagine in my that's anyway. Yeah, so easy G, Eric Agnan. He had the worst day of his life, he had the best day of his life, and some other things happened that I uh couldn't understand. We have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? What's up, Matt? Tony. Tony D., how are you?
6: Good, man. So this whole Ukraine and Russia stuff, I did a little, like, like digging, and, like, I've been reading a lot of things about it. And, like, on our previous conversation, you know, I was saying to you that, I, you know, I think you told me you didn't think that they were going to move in. There was a scare tactic, and, you know, they moved in, and now, yep. you know, like over 137 casualties now. Oh yeah. You know, they're you, Ukraine is like number 1 in uranium. They're also like 10th in the world and leading in like titanium ores and all that stuff. They're also like high on like coal, you know, and wheat and like chickens and stuff like that. This has nothing to do with any of that, I don't think. Like I like I've been in conversations with people and I said, "Well, you do realize uranium and titanium and coal and mining and all this stuff is like it's like they're a huge thing in Ukraine.
7: Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's
6: a it's a big it's a big export for them. I said, um, I don't think Putin is looking at wanting all of that. He wants, you know, to re re reform the um, the Soviet Union. Right, right. So I was watching today and maybe CNN is not the best thing. I don't know why I always go to CNN, <laughs> but the guy brought up an interesting point. If they press into Ukraine and they, over, they overtake their government and replace their government with Russian officials, right? Yeah. Who's not to say that they won't push into Poland next? Because China, Because the funny thing is, is like I think China has something to do with this. But not fully, because you know how China wants to take over Taiwan, and that's been like, mm-hmm. not like a conspiracy thing, like it's, it's, it's like proven that they want to take over Taiwan. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're trying to like see how Russia is approaching this, and then China might try to do the same tactics to Taiwan. So my, my question to you is, is that is this going to be based off of assets, or is this going to be based off of forming sort of their own type of NATO between China, Russia, and whoever else is over there in the European side, to go against NATO, and that's when we're going to see something like a world war approach us.
4: Well, so there's there's a lot there. I mean, I, I would uh, f- first of all, I would just say, Tony, you know, you know, you bring up. Um, I I had said I was skeptical that Putin was going to go in, and and actually uh, that was kind of the general consensus on the show. Um, you know, I, uh, I I'm I'm often wrong about things as anyone is, and and uh, boy, I, I I wish I had been uh, I I really wish I had been right about this, but yeah, myself and and uh, I I think everyone on the show kind of thought that uh, everyone who appears on the show and speaks about it, John Hopwood especially, he was vociferous in his uh, you know criticism of any I know. Yeah, any yeah, ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, what I
5: called you what he was on, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. He really didn't think that uh, Putin was going in, so uh, so we were all wrong about that. Um, the the one of the the interesting things about this is trying to figure out what exactly Putin's motives are. Um, you brought up a lot of the resources that Ukraine has that could certainly be helpful economically. Uh, Russia has a very small economy compared to well compared to ours, uh, or or in contrast with ours, I should say. I think ours is. Roughly 40 times the size uh, of uh, of Russia, they, they have an economy of roughly the size of Texas, and they rely right. it it relies on oil. It's a petrol state. So um, for them to be able to seize those resources could uh, certainly help them economically. You also mentioned uh, Putin wanting to reconstitute in some form or fashion the Soviet Union, um, which makes sense. And you know, it it, it could be it could be that. There could be a, a confluence of motives here. No one really knows exactly what Putin is thinking and where and where he's heading. Uh, but you bring up Poland, so if he does in fact decide to try to move on Poland, yeah, then then that's we have a have the problem. That, well, then we have yeah, that's a huge problem. That's NATO, and then we're at war. Yeah,
6: I and that's why I that's why I bring it up. I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. That's okay. That's why that's why I bring it up because if he tries so. He conquers Ukraine, right? Hypothetically, he, mm. he conquers Ukraine. Yeah. He tries to move in on Poland, and China joins Russia on this move to go against NATO, where then China then goes ahead. Because, you know, China's no—like, like if you really think about this, China's really sitting back and watching right now on this invasion saying, we can do this to Taiwan.
7: Mm-hmm.
6: We can do this. We can do this. I mean, this is, this yeah. is simple. Yeah. I mean, look, look what they're doing. So what I'm saying is, is like they sort of like, like Pakistan and all those other places, they start like forming their own NATO or whatever you want to call it, Soviet, whatever, whatever it may be, that they're going to go against NATO. And that's where we're going to see nuclear war possibilities, world war possibilities. And it's never going to end because it's going to be NATO versus whatever they're going to do. Because, you know, there's a lot of countries, when you're when you're really investigating this and reading this, there's a lot of countries that are sitting back by the wayside watching this and saying, we can do this. If they can do it, we can do this.
4: I think that... And like, uh, well, I, I, was, I was just going to say, I, I think you're correct uh, to be concerned that, you know, China has given their tacit approval to what Putin is doing, which isn't a, a particular surprise, and, and China and, and uh, Russia have been getting... Uh, incrementally uh, cozier and cozier with each other over the, the, the decades. So there's really no surprise there. And I think you're right uh, to bring up, um, you know, the theory that uh, China might be looking at this as a possible blueprint or strategy uh, in terms of Taiwan. I I don't think, though, I, I don't imagine, just because of the economics of it and knowing how— pragmatic and practical the chinese are you know they have these these uh very long-range plans you know they have these 50 year old the, these 50 year plans and 100 year plans and you know they're certainly long-range planners and putin is as well obviously because you know right. so, some people think that he's probably been planning this for the entire 23 years that he's been uh in office uh, so to speak um but uh but i don't think that I don't think China would be in favor of going against NATO. And I don't even think that's Putin's end game. And and I don't want to sound um I mean I'm cautiously optimistic that uh this actually ends at Ukraine. I think Putin will take Ukraine and I don't think he'll push any further. There there is no what he has nothing to gain from trying to start a war with nato because everyone loses in that scenario so there wouldn't be there really wouldn't be much point for him to try to recreate in some form the former soviet union by taking ukraine and then uh, ruining all of that by getting into a war with nato which possibly does uh spiral into a nuclear confrontation in which case we're all screwed. So I don't think that's part of Putin's endgame unless and this is the one scary thing. Unless Putin has somehow lost his mind. In in which case anything is possible. Hopefully that has not happened, but there have been a couple of people who've been you know in his within his sphere of influence who have observed that he doesn't seem quite the same as he used to be. Um but hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully he is still a rational, you know, I mean, he's certainly an, a bad guy. He's he's evil. But hopefully he is evil but not crazy. If he's evil and crazy, then we've really got a problem. So,
6: you know, we, were, we weren't supposed to be, be in uh, Vietnam. You know, we weren't supposed to be in the Vietnam War. I feel, you know, I wasn't alive then, but just from history classes and stuff like that, you know, it just was a war that shouldn't have been fought.
1: Right, right.
6: You know, with with America. But in this situation and the outpouring of uh, Ukraine asking for help, I like there's there's like a part of me that's going to say, like, someone is going to step in here and not let this happen. There's just this. There's just this feel of like it's going to get to a point that sanctions aren't going to work. They don't care about sanctions. They obviously, you know, they're still moving and it's mm-hmm. not affecting them. And they're placing sanctions personally on Putin. Uh, I think that was this afternoon. I didn't get a chance to see what the actual sanctions were. Duh, that speaker was a uh, Jen, whatever her name is, uh,
4: Jen Saki,
6: saying that. I, I, yes, Saki. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't catch it. I really can't see them watching innocent lives get killed, like daycares and all these things that are being bombed right now. There's just a part of me that says there's going to, there's going to, I, I think, I think we're going to step in. I mean, I, I really do. I think we're going to step in, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not the next day, but I think, I just think that we're going to get our hands involved in this and we shouldn't. You know, I it's, it's just a part of me that's telling me that, like, yeah, you know, we're we're going to be shipping troops over there. I
4: I, I don't think so. I I believe uh, the president when he says we're not going to put troops on the ground in Ukraine. Uh, it, it's just it's just far too dangerous. We cannot risk an actual military a direct military confrontation with the Russians. We cannot allow that to happen. And and I and I don't think that it will, unless. Here's the the danger, though. So let me actually kind of rephrase what I just said. I don't think it will happen intentionally. There is always a risk that something could happen unintentionally. A, A mistake is made, an error in judgment occurs. This is what always scared me about us being involved in Syria and the Russians being involved in Syria at the same time. Something, some something going wrong, and actually there was an incident. Uh, fortunately, it didn't uh, spiral into anything. But th- there was an incident where uh, uh, some uh, some Russian mercenaries—I forget exactly the details of what happened—but the, 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 something did happen in in Syria involving uh, the U.S. and and some Russian uh, folks. But but an, an actual, you know, serious military confrontation. Um, I never. You know, the risk of that was far too great for, for us and them to be there. And the same thing in Ukraine. So I, I don't believe that the president will at any point uh, change his mind on that.
1: The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this?
3: Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot.
2: There's a deal for
1: every act of kindness
3: at McDonald's.
2: The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration
0: required.
4: But an accident could happen. You know, we've got our planes are in the air. Their planes are in the air. You know, these bombers get too close to each other. There are things that can go wrong historically there have been many things that have gone wrong uh there have been books and documentaries about about things where we've had near misses where we did almost get into a military confrontation with the russians and it was only narrowly avoided with uh probably nothing more than some very good luck so i worry about that
6: (laughs) yeah two different views on it um but you know it's just it's crazy I mean, it's just crazy right now. And like, I'm, my main concern is like having China like shadowing over this Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, just looking and and saying like, yeah, well, like you said, like looking at a blueprint, you know, we can do this, you know, and then having them team up and then that's a pretty big powerhouse right there, man. (laughs) That's a pretty big powerhouse to deal with. Oh, absolutely. uh, The most populated country in the world in China. And then having uh, nuclear crazy head Putin, you know, over there, and who says that North Korea doesn't join that? Also, they're all, you know, they're all about the nukes. Yep. So, you know, you would have to worry about three countries and uh, more talking about nu- nuclear war.
4: More, more than that, uh, you've got Iran, uh, you've got, uh, and Saudi Arabia has apparently, you know, who are theoretically our sort of allies um even though we have a somewhat uh, complicated relationship with the saudis uh to be certain but they have effectively sided with russia in this they're not they've already said they are not going to do anything to uh help the rest of the world uh in terms of oil they're not going to increase production so they've given their tacit approval to what russia is doing um so yeah it's it's uh it's scary I mean, I I by, by the way though, it's scary, but if if anyone can take any reassurance from this, of course, I am the eternal optimist. I don't believe that this is going to I I don't believe that World War 3 is is imminent. Um right. and, and I do believe and I'm very 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 cautiously and I emphasize cautiously optimistic that Putin does not go beyond Ukraine. If for no not not because he doesn't have ambitions to possibly, but I don't think he would actually directly want to engage NATO uh, unless he's suicidal or crazy. And I think that, um, and I think that taking Ukraine is already proving to be probably more difficult than he expected. The Ukrainians are fighting. They're not just gonna lay down and die. And um and I think it's gonna drain the Russian economy. And Putin doesn't yeah. care about that personally. Putin uh, clearly he has demonstrated he is far more concerned about how he appears in Russian history books after he's gone. He's is, he is establishing yeah, like, a hit, like a Hitler. Yeah, he's establishing a legacy. Um yeah. but, uh, but 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 uh, in 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 the course of establishing that legacy, I don't think he wants to make a terrible mistake and suddenly realize he's gone too far and he's in over his head and you know the soviet union already collapsed once i don't think he wants his attempt at reconstituting the soviet union to also uh then cause uh russia itself to collapse uh, the economy there is not great to begin with and it's much much smaller than ours and um you know if he runs out of if he runs out of rubles how's he going to fight his wars so
7: right
4: i'm, I'm hopeful well, that's all I got in information for you, brother. Mm.
6: Just wanted to hit you with some facts that I was digging up.
4: So. All, right. all right, hey, how's how's the weather where you are? By the way, did you get uh, this uh, storm? Fifty-two
6: and sunny.
4: Oh, no kidding! Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's and son. that sounds pretty good. That sounds well. You are no
6: snow, no snow on the ground.
4: Oh wow, that's that's awesome. That was us a couple of days ago, but today we're we're getting it. Well, all yeah, right.
6: We've been in like this. Uh, we've been in this warm spell for about
4: three days now. Oh, that's good. It's been nice. That's good. Early spring. Nice. Early spring. All right, yeah. Tony. All right. Thank you for the call. All right. All right, Matt. Be good. All right. All right take care. Bye bye. All right. That was Tony D. That opens up a line for you, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007, and we have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this?
8: Hi, Matt. It's Ron. Hey, Ron. Um, I, want you, I, I want to know if you could call me on a couple of things. I, I've i been trying to pay attention to this, and uh, i got a, you know, a handle on it almost. Now, Ukraine hasn't provoked Anybody, right? They just want to become a, a democratic society.
4: Yes, uh, the only I think the only one who claims that Ukraine has been provocative in any way is Vladimir Putin himself. Um, uh, and Putin will say, and other apologists for Russia, and there are Russian apologists right here in the United States, uh, in in the media. Um, they will claim that uh, uh, that Ukraine has been provocative. By wanting to be a part of NATO, and this is an affront to Vladimir Putin, but uh, but no, Ukraine has not uh, done anything militarily provocative whatsoever.
8: Well, answer me this: uh, What is it that I keep hearing about Chernobyl? What is um, yeah? Well, how does Chernobyl fit into any of this? I mean, right. Uh, they, that, they, you know, that they took charge of it. What is, how does that fit into this? So
4: that's very interesting. So when it when it first came to my attention, and actually Jenny was the first one to mention it to me last night, that uh, the Russians had taken over Chernobyl, and and I still remember. You know, I'm old enough to remember. I, yeah, I, when I was at school that day, and uh, uh, you know, and and the news had broken that there was this um, terrible nuclear disaster. At Chernobyl in Russia and it still to this day remains the most severe nuclear disaster in the history of the world and um, you know and, and there was a lot of worry was all this contamination going to get to us in the air and all this but but anyway um so apparently the uh, if no one really knows for sure because Putin isn't going to announce his intentions you know why because you think why would they want that uh, what do they call it the exclusion zone i think that's what it's called the exclusion zone it's a it's it's a 19 mile radius around chernobyl where you're just not allowed to go because there you know there's still the potential for radiation and you'll get very sick if you go there um but the the theory is as i understand it that that actually gives, um, in addition to, not that he needs it, he's already got 45% of the world's nuclear weapons, but that gives him even more power, because if Putin were to, he can effectively, in a way, actually hold Europe hostage, the continent of Europe, by having Chernobyl, because the belief is, you know, they sealed that off with concrete, but the belief is that there is still so much radiation there, All these decades later, because radiation doesn't just go away, that um, if you were to say Putin wanted to send someone in there to start breaking down those walls, those concrete walls that they put up to contain the radiation, you could actually release that radiation into the air. And if the wind's blowing the right way, it could potentially kill a lot of people. So having Chernobyl actually does give him uh some uh some extra uh weaponry in a sense uh certainly right. unconventional by the way rocky huber in the chat room put this this is helpful rocky said uh chernobyl is in a strategic location it's close to the belarusian border and 80 miles from the capital there's no land masses or water they have to cross so it's basically the easiest way to the capital that makes sense okay Yeah, but yeah, when I first heard that, Ron, I was puzzled too. I was like, "Why do they want Chernobyl?"
8: Well, then let me ask you one more final question, then I'll uh, I'll get off the air. Just take the answer, you know, um, through the radio. Okay. Now, um, Biden has gathered troops and sent them somewhere. Where did they? Where are the troops heading?
4: Yeah, he's just sent. uh, I think some of them went to Poland, uh, but. yeah, he the, the troops, it's not a large number. I think it's, I heard a couple of different numbers. 6,000, I think. Thousand, I, think. I, I, I think, yeah, or I did hear that number. I also heard a higher one. I think at one point I heard 8,500. But these troops are just going to our NATO allies to sort of, it's it's a show of force, it's a show of resolve. We're not sending any troops to Ukraine, and we absolutely must not. But
8: um, Right, it, no boots on the
4: ground. Correct, correct. So these troops are just I'm going... Left. Uh, well, yeah, but hopefully that—hopefully it doesn't come to that. But, uh, but oh, sure. yes, the, these these troops are just—you um, know—they're they're just being sent to our NATO allies. It's just a show of force, a show of resolve to let Putin know. Uh, That—that's one of the interesting things about this whole thing, Ron. Is you know, Putin is so has been complaining for so long about the buildup of NATO, and one of the theories about why he's doing this is that he wants to. You know, he wants to divide NATO. He wants to cause division in, in NATO and, and disagreement. But if anything, it's actually, he's made the problem for himself worse because NATO is responding. And there's been some disagreement within NATO about sanctions, which I think is why we haven't uh, kicked Russia out of uh, SWIFT, uh, you know, which would uh, have a terrible effect on them financially. But, um, but NATO, NATO has been strengthened by this, not weakened. So,
8: mm. Hey, one last final thing. I thought this was neat. I saw it the other day. Have you ever heard of ghost tanks? No. There's a company, BAE, everybody knows about BAE. Yes. They've developed an, an exterior shell that is made to go on tanks. But the tanks that they're putting on now... Have, they have half the armament, so they have half the weight, but they still all, they still have all the gun power and capabilities. But the armament that's on it has a temperature di- difference. It's a pattern that can, can create hot areas and cold areas. So when you put it together, you know on a computer or whatever it is, that temperature shows up to uh, radars or planes or anything. As not a tank, but a camel or a car or a truck. It makes the signature look like something other than a tank. It looks pretty cool. Oh, that's interesting. And BAE made it. Oh, no kidding.
4: BAE, I'm sure all yeah. those companies, by the way, BAE and Lockheed and uh, who's the other really big one? Boeing. Raytheon. Raytheon, yeah. I'm sure they're all very happy right now. War is uh, war is good business. War is our greatest
8: export. That's no, true. It's true. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, buddy. All right, Ron. Thank you and, for the call. Uh, hey, thanks for coming in. I was I was one the I was the roads.
4: Yeah, I mean, I just uh, not terrible. I just had to take it slow, you know. Uh, yeah. And, and just uh, yeah, I had to take it very slow, actually. But no, that but you know, no no problems. It's not like there's a lot of cars on the road to crash into, so that
8: helps. All right, brother. I don't <laughs> want to take up other people's time. Everybody deserves a piece of this.
4: Uh, thanks a lot. All right, Ron. Thank you for the call. Take care.
8: Bye. 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 All
4: right. Great questions from Ron. Yeah, that's the one good thing. When the roads are, are at that point where they're they're bad enough where they're dangerous, uh, you know, not a lot of traction, you're slipping, you're sliding, but they're also bad enough where because the roads are so bad, there's not a lot of people on the road with you. Yeah, it makes it a little easier. You, you know, you're not going to go crashing into somebody. I'll tell you what, though, when I got here, so there's a snow emergency tonight in Manchester because obviously the city's got to clean up this storm. Um, and it's actually still snowing right now. I'm, I'm surprised. I thought it was going to be done by now. But uh, when I got here today to park in the parking garage, I had to I had to park uh, uh, almost all the way at the top, which is unusual. I mean, it's not a big deal. I mean, talk about your first world problems, right? But uh, But I've never had to do that before. But I guess because, you know, it's a snow emergency tonight. Um, and it's a Friday, you know, people don't want to have to get up early on Saturday to move their cars, I guess, or whatever. So I don't know, but yeah, people are, uh, people filled up the parking garage here downtown, the victory, uh, parking garage. Well, you know what I think we're going to do? So now's a good, uh, stopping point. Uh, let's do this because I want to get to Eric Pilcher's classic film review. Uh, this week, the subject is the film Friday and, uh, it is the, uh, this caps off, uh, Eric's, uh, you know, all through February, he's been uh, choosing films that uh, are appropriate for Black History Month as we celebrate that. So, uh, really looking forward to sharing this with you. I've already listened to it, but uh, I'm very happy to share it with you all. I think he uh, he does a great job. Uh, I do see a lot of great comments in the Facebook live chat, so we'll we'll try to um, we'll circle back as Jen Saki says to that uh, in a bit. Uh, Later on in the second hour, uh, a little bit after we come back, we'll have uh, Charles Maddox will be joining us. Oh, I wanted to tell you, just so you know what is coming up, and I did not get to it because we've had a very busy show so far. Not that I'm complaining. I love it. I love all the interaction. I love when you guys call. Um, It's really good. But um, Charles Maddox is a, um, oh, where did the post go? Sorry, guys. I had this pulled up, and the browser is uh, giving me a little bit of a a problem here. Uh, let me find Charles Maddox. Is um, he's been on the show once before? Someone uh, Jenny connected with, but he's uh, he does uh, television. He you know he's a producer, and he he's done a couple of these uh, shows that are about health, and he's got a new show called reversed and it's about um, reversing diabetes really inter- okay here we go <laughs> it finally loaded sorry that took so long uh, on today's show executive producer and award-winning filmmaker charles maddox joins matt to talk about his efforts to help people live better and longer charles has created two powerful series eight days and reversed Both programs were created for healthy living. Each season will focus on a new condition or disease. Um, So reverse is about reversing diabetes. So there you go. Um, So I look forward to talking with him. It It was like three years ago, I think, was the last time Charles was on the show. So it'll be good to catch up. Oh, Jenny just uh, shared that in the Facebook live chat as well. So we'll be doing that in the second hour as well. So a very busy Friday here. Of course, tonight we have Retro Spectrum Radio with Pauly C. The People's Mayor, Glenn R.J. Willette, will be joining us. So uh, a lot going on today, but let's get to this. Here it is. This is Eric Pilcher's classic film review. And this week, the film is, appropriately enough for, well, a couple of reasons, obviously, Friday. Enjoy.
3: Hey. I know you don't smoke weed, I know this, but I'm going to get you high today, because it's Friday, you ain't got no job, and you ain't got to do. With those words, how the world viewed Friday changed, as did our view on movies that take place in the hood. Released in 1995, Friday is a film directed by F. Gary Gray and written by DJ Pooh and Ice Cube, who also stars in the film. The film tells the tale of a Friday in the Hood, but unlike last week's film, it is comedic, and in a way, somewhat uplifting. The film tells the tale of friends Craig, played by Ice Cube, and Smokey, Chris Tucker, in his breakout role, who, when the movie begins, are just... Enjoying an uneventful Friday, but things quickly spiral into a day that could be their last, and the results are memorable and hilarious. Early in the film, we meet Craig's father, Willie, played by the late film legend John Witherspoon. We see in Willie traits any of us can relate to in regards to an older family member he seems disheveled at the morals and values of the youth and yearns for the times of yesteryears. In these two scenes, we see his interactions with Craig, first finding out he was fired on his day off and then admonishing him for perceived offenses throughout the home.
7: Mom, you
1: didn't tell Daddy what happened yesterday, did you?
8: You know I wouldn't tell on my baby. Cool. Hey!
1: Huh? Come in here! Where you at? In the bathroom! Oh, man, I'll wait till you come out. Boy, bring your ass off up in here. What you talking about, you wait till I come out? I smelt you 22 years. Now you can't smell mine for five minutes. Shut the door. Now your mama told me what happened to you yesterday. What? That was stupid. How the hell are you gonna get fired on your day off? I don't know. Well, you need to trade. Take a look at that paper over there on the counter there. I ain't trying to be no dog catcher. Why not? George Clinton was a dog catcher. No, he wasn't. Sure he was. That's why he said, do the dog catcher, dog catcher. I don't even like dogs. That's the beauty of it. I grab a dog, and I choke him, and I, I kick the shit out of him. And I, and I all day long, my foot up a dog's ass. Just bang, bang, bang up his ass. That's my pleasure. I don't think so, man. I'll well, tell you one thing. Around here you gonna work, you go to school. The first of the month, rent is due. If you ain't got nothing on the table, you ain't gotta worry about catching a dog. You gotta worry about a dog catching your ass.
3: And now, our second scene.
1: Ain't nothing in this house. Every time I come in the kitchen, you're in the kitchen. Eating up all the food, all the chicken, all the pig feet. You ate my dinner, my mashed potatoes. That's a good old gravy I like, and biscuits I can like sop that gravy in. You ate all it up. You drink up all the milk, don't care what kind of milk it is. You don't care. 2%, 3%, buttermilk, patent milk. Polar cow in a patent milk can, I bet you eat that too. What's wrong with you? I'm hiding my grapes you go eat a ball of grapes. Man, uh, now, when I went to bed last night, didn't I tell you to take out the trash? Yeah. So why didn't you do it? I fell asleep. I wish you were sleeping right now. I'd knock you upside your head with a left foot, make your ass big up, and take out that damn trash. Hey, 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 hey. What are you doing? I'm throwing this away. We ain't even got no milk. You better eat that damn cereal. You ain't got no damn milk. Eh? When I was coming up, we didn't have milk, cereal, a bowl to eat in, spoon, fork, knife, no napkins or nothing. You do like this. What? Moth with your hand like that. You ever do that? No. Have you ever had government cheese? Hmm? Craig, government cheese, you had some? No. Fix. taking government cheese. Couldn't take a dump for two weeks. If you eat it on the 4th of July, by the 18th, everybody in the whole neighborhood trying to get to the bathrooms. I want to eat some of them chitlins. I love pig feet. The barbecue pig feet were gone. You got grease all over your damn mouth. You know, I had a sweet potato pie in there. You ate the whole pie. Left me that little old plastic thing there. You're funny. <laughs> you're my boy. You remind me of my granddaddy. <laughs> you know what your problem is? You think money grows on trees. Just go ahead and pick your four or five hundred dollars and go off and just dance and eat them, chicken and dance. And you just having all the fun in the world. <laughs> You know how I many stinking dog. I got to catch to fill that big-ass bowl you got there, boy? 45, 50 dogs. Stinking nasty dog and 12 of them little stinking things they call a chihuahua. You better put some water on that. All right, I'll eat it. Hey, 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 hey! Take the garbage out front, son. Easy. Uh, what is wrong Any with you? Any
3: ensemble comedy only works well. If there is a vast cast of characters and Friday is no different. Every person in this film shines and has moments that cause eruptions of laughter. It is hard to just pinpoint certain scenes because honestly this film itself could be a class in how an ensemble comedy should be. But the next three clips are from characters that some may say are minor but steal the show, nonetheless. First is local drug kingpin Big Worm, paid by, played by Phageon Love. Smokey sells weed for him and has used it all himself and has minimal money to pay him back. This creates peril for both Smokey and, unfortunately, Craig. Then we meet neighborhood bully Debo played by the late tiny Zeus Lister, who intimidates all he sees, including Smokey and Craig. Finally, is homeless drug addict Izell, who tries to make a quick dollar, or 150,000 of them, in a local convenience store.
0: They said lowering drug prices was a fight we couldn't win. The big drug companies have billions of dollars and an army of lobbyists. But AARP stood with our 38 million members and forced the drug companies to lower drug prices. It's a victory for all Americans. But Big Pharma won't give up, so neither will AARP. Join our fight at aarp.org slash Fierce Defender. That's aarp.org slash Fierce Defender. The Just
1: Because Deal.
9: I What you going
3: to do hey, 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 hey,
1: hey. What you want What you got? Boy what the fuck
3: Give me some chili freedom! Come here! Come here! What's up, big pine? I mean big wine? You saw that, bud? That's old
1: something. Well, give me the rest. Somebody want a couple 20s around the counter. You done sold it. Count on my money.
3: Huh? Don't you see we having grown folks' business? Damn! Shut the hell up. 20? 40, 60, 80, 100, 120, 140. Hey man, man. That's $100. Stop playing with me, Smokey. You know what happened? you going to laugh your ass off. You know, Craig? Craig got fired yesterday. So that got to do with me. Let me explain. We was talking over all our problems, right? And you know how we do it. We started getting high. I'ma be here 10 o'clock on the dot. Not 10:03. Not 10:36. If you ain't got
1: my money on my bud, I'm killing you and him.
3: You gonna kill me? Bag back. Can I have my chili fritos? Oh,
1: fat boy.
2: They give me my money back. Oh, my my money. back Mama. Mama. Hey. Hate-
3: And now we are introduced to Debo. Here come Debo, give me your stuff. Known for checking the nigga, that's all he do. Damn.
1: What's up, Smoke? Nah. What you got on my drink? Nah. Don't lie. And that man? What you got, Craig? I'm broke as a joke. Y'all some high rollers, and y'all broke. What's up, Stanley? I've been telling Craig, Stanley been acting funny lately. Stanley left this window open, man. Come on, smokers, go in. Man, I'm on probation. I can't be Craig, if somebody comes, we'll I ain't trying to get involved with y'all. You all you will not get involved? I'm gonna knock your ass out too. Make a choice. Now hurry up. For some reason. I don't think Smokey wants to go in there. But peer pressure. something. So long. This fool's scary, man. He didn't even.
9: Look, fellas, I asked you nicely. Well,
3: now I'm getting very irritated. For the last time, would you please stay off my friggin' grasp? Please! All right, man, sorry. Thank you.
1: Mm-hmm. Scary ass didn't want to touch nothing. Was in the whole time arguing. So, y'all want not get nothing?
3: Hell yeah. Got about
1: $200, Buck. I got about $200. Huh? I gotta buy $200. Uh-huh.
2: And one day somebody gonna kick his
3: And finally, Izal.
2: Here, man. Let me wash
3: your car for $2. Hell no. All you gonna do is smoke it up. No, man, smoke, smoke. No, no I don't smoke no more, man. I love me. Come on, man. I am about to 40 ounces my birthday. Today your birthday? What's today?
7: Hey, come on. Oh, I'm shot.
3: That's off me. That's some huh. Hey, get these for me. I ain't got no money. I ain't got enough. Man, you owe me $2. Eddie. Ah! Oh, I fall. Oh, I'm suing y'all. Oh, I'm hurt. Oh, my neck, my back, my neck and my back. Oh, I want 150000 But we can set out of court right now
2: for 20 bucks. Man, get your punk ass up. It ain't even wet over here. <clears throat> hey, well, look here, man. Just give me $10 and I won't say nothing. Get out. 2 in in the a jawbreaker. Get out! A dollar is some envelope. Man, what the hell are you doing? Man, you know how much money you can get for a slip and fall in a stove? hey you need to stay up that crack, man. Get out. Man, you wrong, brother. You wrong. You wrong. He wrong. Get out. You wrong, brother. Stay black. You
8: too man. I
3: don't like Hell I don't know.
2: Watch out. Hey, thanks, bro. Thanks for my ass. You better come by my house today and wash my car.
3: Eat it, man. I I'm serious. P- All right. Ice Cube came up with the idea for this film after he filmed Boys in the Hood. He has stated he wanted to show that the hood was not all violent and that there were good times. It was not this area of constant despair. When you see this film, I hope you share my opinion that he achieved this and much more. This film is amazing because it transcends race. We all have old stories about the craziness that occurred in our neighborhood growing up. Color does not matter. In a past review, I talked about the importance of relatability in cinema, and that is ever-present throughout this film. Anyone can relate to it in the variety of characters, because once again, we are either them or we know of people just like them. Because of this... I felt this film would be an amazing and satisfying end to our Black History Month slate of films. I hope you not only enjoyed the reviews, but found out some new and different ideas in regards to film. And I hope somehow, someway, you're able to watch all four of the films that have been covered. Next week, in honor of The Batman being released, I will be reviewing the film that started comic book movies and cinema. The 1968 Adam Le- Adam West-led Batman the movie. I hope you will join me. For WMNH and Matt Connerkin Unleashed, this has been a classic film review with Eric Pilcher.
4: Welcome, we are well into, uh, I'm so used to saying that, we're actually not that far in hour number two, only about six minutes, <laughs> but uh, usually we just run late on the breaks, but we are into hour number two of Matt Connerton Unleashed, and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious The wintry wonderland that it is, downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. And uh, hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, et cetera, et cetera. Today is Friday, February 25, 2022. So uh, Welcome, everybody. Of course, we are proudly sponsored by the Hopknot, but do not, do not go there today. They are closed because of this terrible weather that we're having, uh, as many businesses are today. But they will be open tomorrow, of course, at regular hours from noon to 10 p.m. Ali Beaudry was supposed to be performing live tonight at the Hopknot because they do have live music on Friday nights. But because they're closed, apparently that has been rescheduled, so she will be there tomorrow night uh, from 7 to 9 p.m. So uh, if you want to see Ali Baudry, that has been moved to tomorrow. Uh, but uh, so and I've not seen Allie Baudry live, but everything I hear – is fantastic so please check that out of course and enjoy some delicious gourmet pretzels and some craft beer it is a wonderful place in fact this week we had the pleasure of having kenny from the hop not here with us live in the studio jenny and i got to hang out with him for the two hours it was really nice and um and hopefully we can do that more often so uh that would be great Uh, Coming up uh, any minute now, actually, uh, just a couple minutes, uh, Charles Maddox uh, will be uh, Skyping in, so looking forward to speaking with him today. Um, Quick programming note, too. Tomorrow morning at 9.30 a.m., I am being interviewed uh, for the Courtesy Call podcast, uh, a very good uh, political podcast that goes up every Sunday uh, so they, they actually record the podcast on Saturday. So Scott Perry is going to be interviewing me tomorrow morning for, uh, he said, it's usually about uh, 45 minutes to an hour, but it is episode 50, uh, the big five zero for a courtesy call. So uh, Scott wanted to have me on. So really looking forward to that. So uh, that is happening tomorrow morning, but then it will be available Sunday morning. And, of course, I'll be blasting it out on social media as soon as it goes up so you can all listen to that. For those of you who get to the end of this show every day and you say, oh, my God, I need more Matt Connerton in my life. That's one way you can get it. I'll be on courtesy call this weekend. Another way is, of course, because it is Friday tonight, I will be on Retro Spectrum Radio with Paulie C. as I am every Friday night. And I do mean every Friday night. I have perfect attendance. I have yet to miss a Retro Spectrum Radio. But that is tonight. Right here from the studios of WMNH, 95.3 FM, from 7.30 to 10 p.m. Lots going on on Fridays. Fridays are a busy day around here. Immediately after this show here at WMNH, we have, of course, Granted State of Mind, hosted by the great Rob Azevedo. And he usually pops in a little bit early, actually, so he can uh, hang out with me on this program and chat for a bit. And then he's live from 6 to 7 p.m. and then 7.30 to 10 p.m. Retrospectrum Radio with Paul E.C. And our guest tonight is the people's mayor, Glenn R.J. Willette, who will be performing live if you're a regular listener of this show uh, or of the morning show, because he's also uh, they also feature his music, the morning show with Peter White. Weekdays from 7 to 9 a.m. with a replay 2 to 4 p.m. right before the show. Uh, Glenn has uh, uh, gone on there many times recently as well, and they'll they'll play. Uh, Peter will play his music, but tonight Glenn is performing live. Can you even believe it? My goodness, how did we ever get so lucky? The man has the voice of an angel, a golden throat. It is truly an experience. So that will be uh, that will be tonight. We look forward to that. Of course, it being Friday, that also means that uh, Jenny will be on the Charles Richardson Show, which airs online every Monday, Wednesday, Friday from 7 to 9 p.m. And uh, Jenny is on there uh, as uh, a co-host of Charles, does a fantastic job there. So that's another thing that you can check out. So there's always, uh, always lots going on. Uh, as we await our guest, I'll go ahead and give the uh, contact info if you'd like to chime in uh, about, uh, well, preferably something on topic once uh, once Charles uh, Skypes in. But otherwise, uh, until then, we can talk about anything you want. 603-250-6007 is the number, 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 617-917-4476, tweet me at Matt Connerton, or send an email to matt at mattconnerton.com. And as always, feel free to interact and opine In the Facebook live chat, but the best thing to do so that we can hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is to give us a call at 603-250-6007. And by the way, thank you again to Eric Pilcher, our friend from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, for providing us with another great classic film review. This week, if you missed it, this week the subject was the film Friday. Of course, you can always get it in the archive, and we do post it up, too, on YouTube separately uh after they air so that will be up uh later this evening uh eric does a great job and uh he always gets a lot of uh love and positive feedback in the facebook live chat so it's really a pleasure to, to have him as a part of the show and uh doing these film reviews for us um i do want to say hello to everybody while we wait for charles i, I want to say hello to uh everyone in the facebook live chat uh it's been very busy in there today Uh, Eric Pilcher asks in the chat room, is EZG announcing he is crashing a wedding? It did sound like it, yes, when uh, our friend EZG Eric Gagnon called earlier. uh, He was a little bit manic, so it was hard to uh, follow uh, exactly what he was saying. But it did sound like he might be crashing the wedding of uh, Amanda McCarthy. Uh, Mel McMill from the great state of Vermont joins us. Uh, she says, I think I heard something about a donkey. My goodness. Well, perhaps he's uh, riding a donkey to the wedding. It is, uh, is easy G after all. Uh, let's see. Um, Scott Robinson says, so no more wrestling updates? Well, he, has, uh, he does claim he's gone into retirement, so I don't know. Uh, Mel says, yes, marrying a donkey was definitely part of that story. Oh, marrying a donkey. My goodness. I think that's illegal. Uh, Jenny, of course, is in the Facebook live chat. Hello. Um, let's see. <laughs> Scott's concerned about no more Hulkster updates. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Mike Palapita joins us in the chat. Mike, of course, from another one of our great sponsors here at WNH 95.3. Queen City Cabinetry in the historic Sunbeam Mall. Uh, Mike says, uh, also referring to EZG's story. I uh, wish I didn't just drop LSD uh, before his story. <laughs> Mike was uh, kidding, I'm sure. We'll grab this. Charles, is that you? Hey, Charles Maddox. How are
9: How you, are my you? friend? I'm awesome. How are you?
4: Good, good. It's been a it's been a long time since we've talked on the program. I think it's been three years.
9: Wow wow
4: the last time so. the last time we spoke I felt a little bit badly uh, afterward because I was coming down with something at the time and okay. and because of that I didn't feel like I necessarily uh, gave you my best during our conversation <laughs> because I was I was kind of um it turned out I had a tonsil infection I thought I was getting a cold I had a very Got bad you. sore throat that day and I remember saying uh-huh. I remember saying to Jenny later I, I said uh you know I I uh, I, I wish I, I could have done that better, but I, I wasn't feeling well. And Jenny said to me, she, she actually said, yeah, I could tell that something was a little bit off with you. So uh, it is nice to speak to you while I am healthy, and hopefully you are healthy. And uh, I am.
9: <laughs> I'll, be a, I'll be
4: a little bit more uh, alert during our discussion.
9: <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, I, no, sounds good. No, I am. Definitely everything is good.
4: Good, good. Uh, where are you right now? I know you've been traveling around.
9: I'm in Tampa, Florida.
4: Oh, that's a good place to be this time of year.
9: Yeah, it's nice today. I can't complain.
4: We're getting you know? uh we're getting snow and it is Ooh. uh yeah, it's kind of kind of miserable here but No. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and
9: that's uh oof, you know. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so, um the last time that we talked, uh you were in the midst of um you'd been producing this uh uh, I forget if it's uh, is it a documentary or is it a, a
9: series. The uh... it's a it's a docu series. Okay, you yeah.
4: you were doing eight days at the time, uh-huh. and now you have this new series reversed. Is that correct?
9: Well, yeah, reverse. This is the second season of reversed, and oh, okay. Uh, yeah, the first season was done in Jamaica and. Uh, you know, the goal was to, you know, uh, change lives, and I wouldn't say reverse diabetes, um, but to 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 open up a door to uh, for them to be able to make the changes in their life that could bring better health uh, conditions. And uh, I, I think I was a little bit um, uh, young in in my process of understanding. You know how to you know reverse diabetes, but this new season that's airing now on Cox and so on and so forth, and um, where we use ketogenic and intermittent fasting, it's kind of like I've graduated to to understanding how to really you know uh, help people get where they need to be.
4: It sounds like you're you're saying, Charles, that so it's called reversed, but but it's not it's not necessarily specific to diabetes, but other health issues as well. Is is that correct?
9: Well, I think, you know, it, when you, you know, to make change in, in your health, you have to focus on the mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional state, you know, so I think we kind of do a good job of doing that. And with that comes other um, changes, um, whether it's weight loss, whether it's diabetes, whether it's hypertension, whether it's, um, just, just overall outlook on, on life and health. Um, so these people have really made a big change in their lives, um, and in their health and personal life too, as well, personal lives. So I think, you know, while of course the goal is, is, you know, to, to change a diabetic outcome, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of other outcomes are also changed.
4: I feel like, and this is not an original uh, notion that I'm having I, I've, I've heard a lot of people say this but maybe just not enough people that in this country there is not nearly enough focus on prevention um, you know there's there's a lot of things you know like uh, type 2 diabetes and and heart disease and, and so many things that can be prevented uh, with good health habits and and you know and the different modalities of that you know uh, not just physical, but mental and spiritual, as you uh, as you uh, mentioned, and um, it, you know, if if there was more of an emphasis on preventing uh, illness in this country, then you know maybe or globally, I, I, actually, most societies are probably not uh, uh, not necessarily as uh, pro prevention as they could be. But I feel like you know. America is so much—it's the land of fast food, you know, uh, <laughs> and, and other terrible things, too. But um, but I really feel like if there was more of an emphasis on prevention, then there wouldn't need to be so much of an emphasis later on trying to reverse, uh, you know, these uh, terrible health calamities that happen to people. And unfortunately, there are some things that can't be reversed, you know. Um, so— I always say, too, I I think health is the single easiest thing to take for granted until something goes wrong.
9: Yeah, no, you're right. I think, well, I think prevention needs to be done at a very early stage. You Mm -hmm. know, I look back now and I think to myself, you know, um, even though I've per se reversed my diabetes, you know, had I had learned about this in sixth grade, seventh grade, Eighth grade. I mean, just just even one course that, that kind of talked about what diabetes was, what hypertension was, what cholesterol was, and and how um, deadly that it could be. Um, I think I would have made some serious, uh, you know, choices. That that uh, I remember when I used to go to the studio in the Bronx when I was making music in New York. And uh, our DJ, we didn't have any money to pay him, and um, but he uh, was a big DJ. He, uh, he produced a lot of big name, you know, rappers in the days and stuff like that. Oh. And uh, the only thing he would ask for is uh, a, a pizza pie and a, and a, and a coke. <laughs> yeah. And that was that was his payment. And um, I remember going there, and going to the little local pizza store right on the corner, not too far from his house, and just getting a slice and just dousing it
7: Mm -hmm.
9: with salt Mm -hmm. um and you know i probably was you know 170 back then you know 175 um but never knew anything about hypertension i knew nothing about the, the putting a ton of salt on something that it could affect my my blood pressure um, I, I just didn't know that. So, you know, had I known that it would have definitely made for some better choices. I mm-hmm. mean, because I think a lot of what the choices that we, we make as, as young adults, um, come back to haunt us in mm-hmm. later years. And had we had the, the education, um, a lot of us wouldn't be in the same health, uh, situations that we're on, that we are in right now.
6: Absolutely anybody
1: could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.
3: When you need milk for Zoe and a cold brew for yourself, Kroger Delivery will get you just what you need in as little as 30 minutes. Open the Kroger app and start your cart, whatever the cart. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Delivery time's not guaranteed. Restrictions may apply. See site for details.
2: When you're a Boost member,
9: you get
6: free delivery, double fuel points, and lots more. Sign up at kroger.com
1: slash boost.
4: Growing up, I don't remember really any, any talk about nutrition. You know, I mean, there was some... Um, I mean, I guess there was some health education in the sense that we had gym class, you know, <laughs> so so there was there was some focus on exercise. And yeah. of course, there were school sports that you could do. But I actually I'm going to retract a little bit that what I just said, because I do I do think that there was a little bit uh, taught about nutrition now that I'm thinking back on it, but not nearly enough. And the other thing is it seems like we live in a culture and this is probably true of other cultures too but it certainly is in America where you're conditioned to want things that are bad for you from a very early age it seems like almost immediately you know or at least as soon as you can chew food you've got all these people in your life you know your your family who are supposed to love you but for some reason they're shoving you full of as much uh, high sugar content garbage and, and, yeah. and high cholesterol yeah. stuff, you know, uh, right out of the gate and and then so you know and they mean well, but but my God, it is so destructive and then and the, so you get conditioned to liking yeah. those things and craving those things and it's it's very hard to undo that. You can. And and people do, it, yeah. but but it's hard to undo that.
9: No, it really is. And and um, I didn't realize uh, until recently myself that I had uh, um, a lot of us suffer from uh, mental health issues uh, regarding food. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't realize that I had, and maybe I, I did, but I didn't want to admit it to myself—an unhealthy relationship with food. And that is also a mental health issue where, um, you, you, I was always every day was a new starting of a new diet per se, or, Mm -hmm. you know, new, a new, uh, plan to, to lose the weight. And then I've, I've gained because of, you know, binge eating here and, and eating the wrong foods and so on and so forth. And I'm kind of doing that for a couple of years and not even realizing, um, the effects of it. And, uh, until recently where I said, well, you know, Oh, I, you know, it was when I was working on a show for mental health and they said that was one of, uh, uh that mental health condition, you know, um, food disorders and, um, eating disorders. And I said, wow, I, I didn't even realize I didn't even think about that, that side of things. So a lot of us, and even if you watch like, you know, 90 day, fin- um, uh, my 600 pound life and you see people in there, you know, 700 pounds and they're eating a whole pizza pie and drinking a whole, you know, Coca-Cola. And then also, you know, uh, some big, you know, hoagie or, or, you know, a few other things with it and some chocolate stuff. And you're like, wow, why does, why is that person doing that?
7: Mm -hmm.
9: Well, (laughs) they're suffering, excuse me, from for mental health issues and that's one of the disorders that that they're suffering from where they can't even stop themselves from from eating this way and you're right i mean if you look at the foods that are out there they, they taste some of them taste fantastic you know i mean you know let's face it. me being from new york and i just saw john luke who was uh, a buddy of mine on storage wars and, and he posted uh a pizza new york pizza pie right he's in new york and uh you know, um, you look at that and you're like, wow, that, that, that looks fantastic. And <laughs> don't get me right. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with, you know, having a slice of pizza here and there, but I mean, you know, I also look at John Luke and I'm like, brother, you know, uh, you're about a uh, 90, 90 to a hundred pounds overweight. And, you know, that's, that's definitely going to catch up to you. But yep. so I think that, um, we definitely have foods that are out here that uh, have been created to pull our taste buds in and make us fall in love with the salt and the sugar and, and all the other stuff. And, um, it, 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 doesn't help in our daily fight.
4: Yeah. And I think that, uh, I think what you're, what you're talking about too is on the mental health aspect of that. I think it's far more pervasive than, than probably most people realize because, um, you know, you'll often hear people say, you know, like like anything, there's there's varying degrees of it, gradations of it. But um, a, a lot of people who people I know who don't necessarily have any health issues or, or aren't overweight, but but they'll they'll say, oh, I've been stress eating, you know, and this has been uh, a particularly uh, stressful time uh, recently uh, you know, last couple of years, especially, you know, and, and I'll, I'll often hear people say, yeah, you know, I don't usually eat this, but I've been, I've just been so stressed out and, and, you know, people, uh people eat their feelings, you know, they, they eat mm-hmm. how they feel. And it's, um and that, uh that contributes uh to a lot of that. And I, I think it's far more common than people realize yeah. a lot of people probably never give it a thought.
9: Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. I didn't, I, I really didn't. I know. I, uh, and, and we all have days where, you know, we, we find ourselves doing something, especially when it comes to food and, and our eating habits, where we're just, you know, uh, looking in the mirror, like, what did I just do? Yeah. You know, and, uh, the thing is, is to not have those, um, more often than, than less often, you know, and, uh, that's why I kind of find, I follow a very low carb diet, um, I wouldn't say keto, um, even though, uh, keto and, and low carb is shown to be tremendous and intimate fasting is tremendous ways to reverse diabetes and mm-hmm. also a lot of other health conditions. So, I, I try to follow a very low carb diet and, um, uh, you know, that's, that's really the best thing going for, for, for a lot of us and, and not, not eat so much too as well. I probably eat maybe once or twice a day, um. And not a, a lot of not a big portion as well. Um, and because uh, you know, in in our reality, you know, if we look back at a early man, you know, you you were fortunate if you eat would eat once every three four days. Yeah. Um, you know, you had to go catch something and, and figure out a way to to to, to cook it and and <laughs> and, uh, and make it worth t- tasty enough to eat and uh, even now in, in some parts of the world and the the, the rainforest and the jungles of of, of of let's say brazil there are people who and tribes that that uh they have to catch their food and there's some times where you know they may not eat for for a day or two um and, you know even parts of africa where you know they have to rely on catching their food and
7: uh right
9: so so yeah so it, it uh you know we we really you know overeat and uh you know, we feel like if the, the food is not falling off the plate, we didn't get enough. And uh, uh, we have to really cut back on, on our consumption of carbs and, and sugars and starches.
4: Absolutely. By the way, Rob Azevedo is here. Hi, Rob. Hey,
2: guys. How are you? Great conversation.
4: Good. Yeah, feel feel free to chime in on anything. Hey, Rob. And oh. uh, we also have a call. Uh, we'll grab this. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed.
5: Who's this? Hey, it's easy. I'm enjoying your mental health uh issues problem i'll just make this real quick yes and i'll I'll hang up and listen i've been spending way too much time on facebook the last six weeks Mm. like 10 hours a day so i finally deactivated my account breaking news and i just paused it but i decided when after i did it i'm not going to keep it back on so i want you to um oh what's your well you think that's good advice to uh to uh, shut your facebook off forever so I'll hang up and listen. Thank you very much for
7: your help. All right,
4: Eric. Thanks for the call. Yeah, we actually uh, <laughs> we actually had a discussion about that about that earlier, but uh, Charles, I mean yeah. guy, guys like you and I, we don't really have that option. We we need uh we need social media to promote what we do.
9: <laughs> well, you know, I'm going to tell you something about that. And and uh, yeah, it, it's a it's a it's a catch-22. I really I really wish I didn't, um, uh, and I wasn't in a situation to, to use social media because uh, I really think the distraction of it is is. Has been uh, a calamity upon the world, and uh, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I really focus on just promoting some stuff, maybe sharing some stuff about my kids. I don't, I don't, I don't get you know, sending out some positive messages. I, I really don't get into posting any, any, mm-hmm. anything other than just some simple stuff um, because it, it really it becomes. Yeah, I've looked at myself sometimes, and, I, and I'm like, ooh, you know, you've been on. You know, Facebook and Instagram and and stuff like that. And, you know, if you look at the hours that you spend per week, it's it's um, Mm -hmm. it's really a sad situation. (laughs) So people really do have to (laughs) pull back from it and uh, get back to uh, having conversations and meeting friends. And that's one of the reasons why I travel and, you know, working on getting a place in Costa Rica right now, because You know, well, there I barely, barely use and utilize social media because I'm more into friendships and, mm. uh, and, and and actual, you know, day-to-day situations than um, social media.
2: Charles, this is Rob. It's so funny you bring up about the uh, Facebook. <clears throat> you must, does uh, Matt or you, either one of you, I know that I do. I have at least a dozen friends um, that have never, ever jumped on the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. never they've just never it had no interest they're not against it they're, they're just yeah. they're like i don't know yeah. I, I just don't do it never have yeah and they are different they are different yeah. in the way um they're better communicators they're yeah. almost almost uh um, they're more engaged in a conversation you know it's even the same thing with texting these are the type of people that call you on the phone and you're almost shocked exactly. you're almost shocked you're like what are, what are the, what is going on here this yeah. person wants to have yeah, a full yeah. conversation <laughs> uh and 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 i agree with you because i think this the advance of technology has completely decimated uh the human communication levels uh inability yeah. to communicate
9: yeah, no, no, you're right. I mean, even dating. I mean, you know, it's like you meet a woman or a man, or whatever you, whatever you're into, and it's like, it's it's you meet them and you're texting, you mm-hmm. know, and and uh, the conversation may last, you know, days just by texting, right? And not even a phone, actual phone conversation. And yeah. trying to reach out by phone is like, ooh. You know, it's, it's you see the difficulties in it and just the distance that we've created. And uh, you know, I think I think, you know, we feel like we're missing something by not having it, because if we don't have it, we feel like, you know, uh, we're not engaged with the rest of the world. But I think if you don't have it, and never had it, you don't really miss it. No. And, um, you know, that's that's one of the things, like I said, I'm working on um, in my career you know, if, you know, if I was, if I was a little bit more further where I wanted to be, I would definitely cut back on 99% of it because, you know, I wouldn't need to tweet anything or, or Instagram anything, but mm-hmm. um, with some work stuff, you know, with some work stuff.
4: No doubt. No doubt. Well, uh, Charles, tell us, um, can you tell us a, a little bit more about reversed? Uh, so people, um, People know what it is. It sounds like such a, a positive project. And of course, um, you, you did mention you're already, uh, season two has already begun of the show.
9: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's airing now and, um, and it's doing well. It's on Cox, uh, which is the third the largest cable network in the country and glue TV and, and, and 2B and a few other networks like that. Um, uh, I just did a deal right now with, um, uh, dexcom to do a, a new docu series called um, our body is thy temple and it's a two-part series that is going to go into the black church to explore the, uh, the disparities in, in within the black community and also the black church so taking a deep dive and kind of looking at you know how the black church could play a role in uh, uh, in in the health of of the black community and uh so so really excited about that. Literally just signed that contract today and oh. should be starting to shoot that within the next probably um sixty days um uh waiting on one of their their launches. So yeah, really excited about that. And then of course we're also working on um, uh, but, but but back to reverse. We we use some of the best um, experts in the in the game, Dr. Kim Berry, which is you know guru in his space. Uh, Maria Emmerich, who's once again a guru guru in keto fat, fat uh, keto uh, recipes. Jason Fung, who's uh, major in intermittent fasting, and and we use those tools to to be able to change the lives of people. With diabetes and uh, the success was amazing i mean uh, we've you know had lisa who was able to come off of the insulin pump after 13 years
5: wow um,
9: yeah the insulin pump and also huh. all the all the guests were able to uh, either come off their medication or dramatically lower their medication um lose you know scores of weight and things like that and uh then we're also working on a mental health series where we're kind of taking the same approach as we do with my my cancer series eight days that was shot in mexico Mm -hmm. where we took five people who were living with um uh, cancer and um and we bring in some amazing experts to to change their lives and uh all five patients uh, we teamed up with a company out there called hope for cancer that does more um uh, alternative forms of treatment and uh all five had um, uh, cancer, whether it was breast cancer, prostate cancer, and all five of them are now NED, no evidence of detection, and wow, um, nice. yeah, and um, that was that was amazing. And then, uh, like I said, the mental health uh, show series that we're working on, where uh, we are focusing on kind of taking that same. Uh, format of, of eight days and bringing four to five people out and some of their caregivers and bringing in some experts in mental health to open up a serious conversation in in mental health awareness. I, I like to say in a lot of these disease and condition states that there's, there's a whole lot of talk, you know, there's mm-hmm. a whole lot of talk and not action and, you know, tens of millions of dollars being made uh, to per se with new companies popping up to reverse diabetes or new pop pop Companies popping up to uh, to to work on you know mental health and they're raising you know billions of dollars in venture capital money and and they're raking up the the dollars and but but what do you actually see that you could actually touch and feel mm-hmm. as far as mental health or cancer or diabetes where you could say wow that was a game changer so we intend to put a face to it by using a television program and bringing the modalities together and allowing a real conversation on mental health that people could sit down in the comfort of their own living room and say, Wow, that's me. I'm dealing with that. Mm-hmm. And I never knew this. And this is how we can put a face to it. So we're trying to change the game. And I'm also working on um a new healthcare platform called Reverse Healthcare. So if there are any venture capitalists listen mm. to this, we uh uh, we are working on a platform to reverse type 2 diabetes, and there are some big companies that are doing it right now. You look at companies like uh, Omada. I just read that they raised, raised 192 million dollars for, mm. you know, chronic condition type 2 diabetes reversal, and uh, you know, twin health and inverter health, raising hundreds of millions of dollars. And uh we intend to do it a little bit differently and um and, and be a player in the game. I think our pla our our way of doing it is, is really um a bit different from theirs. We're not trying to be doctors. We're not trying to play doctors. We're 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 uh just arming uh the 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 member with the tools and the information that they need. Um, I think they're top heavy trying to play doctors. I think that the the, the member uh, should work hand in hand with their own primary care physician because that's what they're there for. Yeah. Um, and also, we plan on um, using our television shows as uh, basically a loss leader, a way to bring in you know millions of people um, by creating amazing television programs that talk directly. To the people and uh, a few other things like that. So I think we have something that they don't have, um, and uh, so we're we're in that uh, seed stage right now, and um, uh, so looking for some great partners to jump on board with that.
4: No, that's that's fantastic. You're doing great work. It's all very positive. By the way, Jenny in the chat room just reminded me that um, uh, the two of you met because of your activism for CRPS. So that's yeah. uh, that's that's very cool. Yeah, yeah. I remember now. I remember when she first um, when she first uh, told me about you. So that's that's great. Um, well, Charles, we're uh, we're we're almost out of time. It, it's been wonderful though to finally speak with you again. This has been great. Oh, no,
9: Thank you guys. And, yeah. and
4: uh, we'll we'll have to have you back soon because you do have a lot going on, and it, it's so enormously positive. So you know anything we can do to help help you uh, spread the message, spread the word, and, and promote what you're doing, um, we're very happy to do it anything um before we let you go anything we should know do you, do you want to give your website and and any yeah anything else you want definitely. us to know about
9: yeah go ahead i will definitely say bella and le media b-l-l-a-a-n-d-e-l-e-e-l-l-e-media.com that's the best way to uh find me just a uh, charles maddox and definitely give a shout out to the folks with crps um my mother suffers from that and mm-hmm. um it's a it's a very sad condition and to see them kind of decline right in front of your eyes and there's nothing that you could do and nothing that they could really do is something that uh has is, is, uh has allowed me to be a, a passionate advocate for them and i wish i could do more but um gotta figure out a way to do it but because um, there's really no support in the condition but thank you so much for having me and uh and be blessed.
4: All right, Charles. You too. Wonderful to speak with you, my friend. Take care. <laughs> All, right, well, All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. That was the great uh, Charles Maddox. Well, that was wonderful. Yeah, uh, he was supposed to join us the other day, but he was on an airplane. You know, he, he travels a lot for for what he does. And unfortunately, the, the plane didn't land in time for him to get on with us, so he had to reschedule. But uh, that was really
2: nice. That was really nice. It really was, man. Interesting. Very interesting. How are you? How was your uh, drive here? Slow. Yeah, <laughs> slow the roads. Uh, the plows aren't really. They're out there a little bit, um, but yeah, it's messy out there for sure. Definitely messy on Elm Street. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully they're just waiting. I, I don't know what time the snow is supposed to stop.
4: Yeah. See, I thought it was supposed to stop. Er- well, it actually did stop earlier yeah, for a bit, and then it yeah. started up again. But, uh, yeah, I you know fortunately, I don't have far to get here, just kind of over the bridge. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was slow. And then when I got to the parking garage, it was hard to find a spot. Okay. Usually I don't have any problem finding a spot. But, right. you know, there's a snow emergency in Manchester, so a lot of people are in there. So I'm glad I don't have to go anywhere until after Paul's show. Are you not show.
2: supposed to be parking on Elm Street?
4: Um, no, I think you can, but, you know, people, you can't overnight. So. Right. So as of ten o'clock, they'll be towing cars. Uh, so I, I I assume the lot's just full of people who live in the area who you know that's where they park. But I've just never seen that happen where where the lot is that full. The not the lot, the uh, garage right, where it's right. that
2: full. Over at Victory. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 all the way up there. So like I said, I'm glad I don't have to go anywhere till uh till after Paul's show. <laughs> oh,
2: no, that's good. And, and
4: by that time, it you It know, should be clear by then. Oh yeah, by that time the plows will will be out in the sanders and everything. And yeah, it should be fine. You know, On balance, not a hard winter. It has not been a hard winter. This is true. And I think of March 1st as the first day of spring.
2: You do? Yeah, I do. I like it. My my
4: dad taught me that. Because once you get to March, it's like, eh, even if it's still crappy out, what do you care at that point?
2: Yeah, February felt more like January this year. Mm. And uh, I'm hoping, you know, March goes to April. Yeah, I mean... I was really grooving uh with the snow being off the ground and oh, yeah. getting little spells of warm shot. But yeah. we'll get there. I, yeah. I bet the roads will be all we will be a nice and, uh we're getting we're getting there. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh what do you have uh planned for tonight on your well, program? Well, uh we have uh Paul and Pauls might be listening right now. Uh I cannot pronounce his last name, so that'll be my first question of ah, the night. Yes. And but Paul and uh Derek, they come from Allenstown, New Hampshire. And they're coming in. I I understand there's a saxophone going to be in here tonight, which wow. I love. And uh, Paul's got a great voice. So he's going to do half hour here. And then I'm just going to play some tunes. And uh, that's the show. Um, man, I got to tell you, Matt, I am intensely concerned about what's going on in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is this is bigger than AOC, Kevin McCarthy, <laughs> Twitter, how your abs look. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is big, man. Yeah, and uh, you know, you, people might be thinking, "Yeah, it's just Russia and Ukraine. It's so far away, it could come up our butts." Uh, you know, we're talking about we're talking about the big button again. Mm. Yeah, that's
4: we- not gonna not gonna come to that. I'm optimistic. Yeah. Yeah yeah, you don't think this lunatic uh... oh, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not concerned, mm. but but I don't think I, I, a confrontation with NATO is not in anyone's interests, including his, and I think he knows that
2: sure hope so man yeah yeah because the tides have uh you know this is bigger than January 6 committee this yeah. is this is who cares about the election this isn't about you know man face Marjorie on Twitter you know it's um <laughs> uh it's scary yeah scary no, I, I I
4: agree I agree well we will get through it all right uh we gotta go Rob is up next thank you Rob yes sir granted state of mind coming up live at 6 p.m I will be back later Uh, as co-host on Paul's show on uh, Retro Spectrum Radio. Hopefully Glenn makes it here. Glenn is supposed to croon us uh, tonight. Uh, Am I using that word correctly? Croon with us? Croon for us? He doesn't actually croon us. That sounded wrong. But you know what I mean. And uh, if you missed any part of today's show, this will be up in just a little bit at wmnhradio.org. And at my website, mattconnerton.com. Thank you again to uh, Charles Maddox uh, for joining us. And of course, Eric Pilcher for his classic film review. And everybody who called, everybody in the chat room. And uh, that's going to do it for me for now. I'm going to get out of here, make some room for Rob Azevedo with Granite State of Mind up next. I'll talk at y'all a little bit later. Bye, everybody. When you need milk for Zoe
3: and a cold brew for yourself. Kroger Delivery will get you just what you need in as little as 30 minutes. Open the Kroger app and start your cart, whatever the cart. Whenever, Kroger, fresh for everyone. Delivery time's not guaranteed. Restrictions may apply. See site for details.
1: When you're a Boost
6: member, you get free delivery, double fuel points, and lots more. Sign up
1: at kroger.com boost.
9: Buy one, get one for a dollar at McDonald's. Or as we like to call it, they can't have just one deal. Mix and match a sausage biscuit, sausage McGriddles, McChicken biscuit, chicken McGriddles, or crispy hash browns. Want two sausage biscuits? Buy one, get one for a dollar. Want a sausage biscuit and hash browns? That's cool, too. Choose more of what you love. Buy one, get one for a dollar at McDonald's.
2: Prices and participation may vary. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. It cannot be combined with combo meal.